0: that what you have is special and to not be afraid to share that with others and to not be afraid to share that with the world. And some people might agree and really love this story and be so happy to have found it. Some people might love this story, but maybe it's not for them and that's okay. But don't be afraid to really share that with
1: other people. You're listening to Lindsay Ashman, a teacher and a children's book author from Waterford, Michigan, discussing her latest writing project, I Hope It's a Puppy. She's our guest today on the podcast. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
1: And how's the weather today out in Michigan?
0: It's good. There's a lot of snow on the ground, which you would not expect it to be spring coming up this week, so I'm hoping that snow will melt soon and that we'll see some warm weather coming.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, pretty similar here in Philadelphia. So, Lindsay, before we get started, I just want to say thank you for being a guest on the show today. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for inviting me. It's my very first podcast, so it's a very exciting experience.
1: That is exciting. So, right now, your book had a successful launch on Kickstarter – You've been on TV, you've been on social media, you've got your full-time job, your family. How have the last few weeks been for you?
0: It has been such a whirlwind. I cannot even fully explain it to you. I mean, there's so much hard work and preparation that goes into before you even launch the Kickstarter. And you're not always quite sure how it's going to play out and how much work you're going to have to do during the campaign itself. And, you know, I go to my job, I teach second graders, and then I go home and I take care of my daughter. And then the whole rest of the night, I'm busy knocking down doors, getting the word out there and really getting my message out to make people excited about the mission behind my story. And people have been so responsive. I've been so thankful. And the word has just been kind of spreading like wildfire since And I could not be more thankful for that.
1: And for those listeners who might not be familiar with Kickstarter, what is that exactly, and how do you get books involved with that?
0: So Kickstarter is a really good platform for people who are creating a product and want to make that product come to life. So it's not like a GoFundMe where people are collecting donations in order to do something, but they're actually pre-ordering the product before it comes out. So they're really getting a first-edition Creation of that project. And the idea is that you're funding for a certain goal and all that money needs to be put back into that project in order to create that product. So if people weren't doing that, they weren't getting you to 100% successful. You want to have the money to then put back into the project or the book and then able to bring it to life. So I like to call the people that are pledging on Kickstarter, really the dream makers, because without them, um, our dreams really would not be able to become a possibility.
1: That's a really good way to look at it. And would you recommend Kickstarter for other authors?
0: I would. I actually did not know about it until I started to see Kickstarter campaigns being done by other children's book authors, and they really became my inspiration, and I've been really lucky because... I've reached out to some of the other children's book authors on Kickstarter, like Arnold Henry and Stacey Bauer. And we really formed a team. And we really value the fact that you can support each other and lift each other up and help promote each other in order to be successful. And really, that's what Kickstarter is all about. You know, you're not just hoping to get pledges for yourself, but you're really forming a network and supporting other people as well. So I would recommend to other authors who are considering doing a Kickstarter but might be nervous about the amount of work that it takes to put into the Kickstarter ahead of time, think about you're going to do that anyways if you're going to plan a successful launch for your book and you're going to want to promote that book to make it the best you can. So why not reach out and connect with other people and really get that drive and that motivation to know that If you don't put on this work now, it might not come to life. And I think that sometimes that's the added motivation you need to really give it your all because many authors out there are working other jobs and our parents, and it's not always easy to find the time. So it's definitely very motivating to have that motivation, that drive behind it.
1: And how did you come up with the idea for I Hope It's a Puppy?
0: Well, it's really funny. I was pregnant with my daughter, Eliana who is now almost two years old, and I was teaching second grade, and I would be in the middle of a lesson when all of a sudden she would do a really hard kick, and my stomach would just jolt. And if you were to see the looks on these kids' faces while I was in the middle of a math lesson, you would have just laughed hysterically. They had no idea what was happening. So I really took it as an opportunity to turn it into a game, and we would always tease what is hiding inside Mrs. Ashman's tummy. And I'd always follow up with, well, I really hope it's a puppy. (laughs) So it became something that was really fun and a way to connect to each other. And I always thought, looking at different maternity books at the store, that there really wasn't a book out there that truly told about pregnancy through the eyes of a child, the way my students were perceiving my pregnancy when I was up there teaching. And the saying goes, if you don't see a book on the shelf, write it yourself. So I decided to actually put that story into action when my sister-in-law became pregnant with my now nephew. Because until that point, my daughter was the only child on both sides of the family and was really receiving all the attention. And it made me kind of nervous that she was soon going to have to share all of this love and attention with a new baby. So I wanted to combine that personal experience of mine And that need for having a maternity book told through the eyes of a child that would really get kids excited about becoming an older sibling and ease them through that transition of no longer being the only child in a really fun and unique life.
1: So, Lindsay, growing up, were you always into creative writing or did it develop later on?
0: Growing up, I've been really lucky because my grandfather is a poet and his dream is actually to one day become published and he hasn't yet, but he would always write these poems for family occasions and for just to express the way he feels about things. And my great, my great grandmother was the same way. And so I've always had this deep, I don't know, I've always been really inspired by them and I would write my own poems and my own stories in my notebook because I really wanted to grow up and to be like them, because I just, I have so much love and admiration for them, and then when I became a teacher, I mean, you're writing creative stories all the time, you're just writing them for your students, and you're really fostering that creativity from them, and taking them through the process, so I was lucky, because I had an audience to share my stories with, it was just within the walls of my own classroom, so eventually, I wanted to take that love of creative writing beyond those
1: walls. Absolutely. And do you think that uh, your grandfather's poems will be published at some point in the near future?
0: I hope so. We've talked a lot about going through them and putting them aside and start binding them into a book, at least for us to have as a family to cherish forever. But there are so many, there's over 100 poems that he's written over the years. So I think it could be definitely a long process or a difficult process getting to pick and choose because they're all so beautiful and they're all so meaningful. But I sincerely hope I'll be able to help make his dream come true.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's really uh, sounds wonderful. I hope so too. Thank you. And as a kid, did you have any authors that you particularly admired?
0: Yes, I really love Mo Willems. Um, The pigeon books, I think they're hysterical. We're still all about the elephant and piggy books, just the way that they connect the characters to each other and the dialogue between them. I just, I think they're so funny and I really love them.
1: And tell me about your writing routine. Do you like coffee shops, living rooms? How do you like to write?
0: I am somebody who... I wait for that inspiration to pop into my head and then no matter where I am, I have to grab a pen and write it all down then and there before it leaves my mind. So my first story, the day this thing stopped, I actually had that moment of passion come to me when I was in the middle of writing a college paper through educational technology when it was all about the importance of bringing all that technology into the classroom for differentiation And I had that moment of, but why is that so great? Because students are already spending so much time on their phones and so much time on their video games and so much time on the computer. Why are they not spending more time with face-to-face interaction and working on building those communication skills and all those skills that they really need for real life? And I took all of that passion and I poured it all down within five hours. I wrote my story the day this thing stopped. Um, from start to finish, because once I got started and on the roll, I just, I couldn't stop, and it was the same way with my newest story, I Hope It's a Puppy. I was sleeping, and I was remembering and reflecting on when I was teaching, and it just occurred to me, I had to write this story down, and I had to do it now, and I sat down, and I wrote that story out in four hours, Um, and I was really excited about it, and you know, there's a lot of editing that has to go into it, and a lot of tweaks and adjustments from there. But actually, writing, it's not in a coffee shop for me. It's not outside. It's not something that I can just sit and do on any given day because I'm in the mood to write. I have to be in that moment of passion to truly have a story that I'm proud of come down on that paper.
1: Absolutely. And that's, that's really uh, great that you were able to get a story out within one day. That's pretty amazing. Thank you. So, Lindsay, what inspires you to continue writing?
0: You know, I actually had an experience with Lynn Darmon, who's also a medium after my grandma had passed away. And she has said something to me, and she had never met me before, about how she really understands my passion for writing and doesn't want me to give up on that dream. So, that's like what gave me that push. That you know, someone who had never met me before, they connected with, um, is telling me that somebody who I really loved and someone that I had lost wanted me to pursue this dream, you know, a dream that I had always had growing up, and I felt like it was my duty to them almost to make that dream happen. And once I got started, I was, I mean, hooked. I am the happiest when I am able to just sit down in a quiet spot and do my writing. It's, I mean, I get into my own little world. I feel like I'm able to create a whole new possibilities. Um, And I feel like now that I have my daughter, Eliana, I want to be that person who is setting that example for her that you can follow your dreams and you can make it happen for yourself. And you should never be afraid to give it your all because, you know, you only have this one life and you have this time to do it and nobody's going to be the one to tell you to do it except for yourself. And if you'd never make the time to do it, it's just not going to happen. And that kind of pushes me to make the time to do it each and every day.
1: Yeah, that's really special. Uh, Did you have any mentors that helped you along your writing journey?
0: I did. When I first started and I read my story, I connected with a friend. Um, her name is Nikki, and she lives in Florida, and she is also a teacher and has a passion for writing, and she gave me the push that I needed to actually make this story happen, and so she helped me with editing. She helped me with the process, and I was really truly a newbie, and I had no idea what I was getting into at the time other than the fact that I had this story, and I wanted to share it with the world, and I really had no idea how, Um, and since then, I've been able to connect with Erica Westrich, and Laura Bingham, and Sam Cabbage, who helped me with editing, and helped me continuously to improve, and to make cuts, because I think cutting out parts of your story, and noticing things that you don't realize yourself is so hard, because your book is like your baby to you, and to have to say goodbye to parts of it is so heartbreaking in the beginning, but then you understand that it's for the better in the end. Um, I've been lucky enough to find Jay Milletsky, who has given me so many opportunities to print my book um, in China and to teach me ways of really being able to make my book a success. And I've been super fortunate to find Andra Morozen, who is my illustrator for my new story. I hope it's a puppy, because she is someone who truly believes in my story. As much as I do, and she's done so much more for me than I could ever imagine. I mean, she's been making me rewards for my campaign, she's been studying up on animation and things because she wants to even get better at her craft and practice. Um, We've been, she's been so much to me. She's almost become like a really good friend to me now, and I owe so much to her because she knows so much about the process and has been teaching me too and april cox has been someone who i also connected with who's always been there to answer any questions that i have and to lend a helping hand and she i know she's someone who's become a mentor for many different authors as well so if anybody out there is looking to self-publish she's a really good person to connect to
1: yeah and as you know i did a book review for i hope it's a puppy on the creative writing magic website And I included those illustrations from Andra, and I can certainly say that she is very talented and really, really got the message um, in terms of being able to illustrate what you're putting forth in the book.
0: Thank you. I mean, she is just unbelievable to me. I mean, she's someone who's young herself, and to see the amount of talent and the amount of heart that goes into her work is just so inspiring.
1: Absolutely. So, Lindsay, let's talk about I Hope It's a Puppy. Tell me about the premise of the project. What is it all about?
0: I Hope It's a Puppy was written to help children through the transition of becoming an older sibling. So in the story, there is a little girl whose mom is having a baby. And the mom is thinking, you know, it's a gender surprise. They're not really sure what's inside the belly. But to a child, when she hears the word surprise, She's thinking, oh, well, what's my mom having? What's inside there? And anything from like the teeter-totter walk to the quirky sounds and the quirky kicks has her wondering, well, what is inside my my mommy's tummy? What is hiding in there? And it's capturing her imagination as she's taken on this wild adventure of imagining all of these different animals that might be hiding inside her mommy's tummy all the way to the heartwarming ending where she sees an ultrasound for the first time. And an ultrasound could be a bigger word for some young children to hear. So it leaves way for a great discussion on what is an ultrasound and to really connect how a child is imagining what is inside the mother's tummy to what is really going on there that, oh, it's a human who's just like me hiding inside the belly. Like, how weird is that? to think about even as an adult but imagine that to a child so it's a really nice way to educate them on you know what it really means to be pregnant and what that life is going to look like up until the baby comes and after
1: yep and my favorite scene was the one with the snow owl (laughs) i thought that was really great
0: thank you that's actually my favorite scene too
1: And how would you describe your typical reader out there? What age group and what are their interests?
0: For this particular book, I definitely see my audience being children ages one to eight because it has that really young imagination behind it. I mean, my daughter is not even two yet, and she enjoys looking at it just even for the bright, colorful illustrations and the animals inside. You do not have to be expecting and a younger sibling to enjoy the story. The story really uses rhyme as a way to build anticipation to allow children to guess what is coming. So that really makes for interactive read-alouds for preschoolers all the way through second graders. Um, So I would really recommend the story for teachers with young students, for parents with young children, and anybody who just likes a fun read-aloud.
1: And what would you like readers to take away from your book?
0: I'm hoping that after children read my story, they really understand that special bond that takes place when they are bringing somebody new into their life, whether it's a new baby cousin, whether it's a new baby sibling, that this person is not going to be someone who's just going to be there to take up all the attention and that they're going to have to share their toys with and their entire life with, but someone who... It's really going to be there for them for their whole lives. I mean, this person is going to become their best friend. And this is where that special bond begins. And sometimes that's hard for children to grasp. And the beginning can be kind of hard. And then we lose out on that special time that maybe they could have had to have that understanding on how amazing this experience is. So I'm hoping that whether they are about to become a big sibling, maybe they will in the future. Maybe they already have brothers and sisters, but just take away just how special the bond between the siblings really is.
1: Very nice. And Lindsay, what advice would you give to the younger version of yourself who's just starting out as a writer?
0: I would tell the younger me to not be afraid to put yourself out there. I am somebody who is you know, not wanting to promote myself. And sometimes that makes it very challenging because when you're writing a book, you're not really promoting yourself, but you're promoting the story. And that's something that is really hard for me to move past because, you know, I am about promoting others and I have no problem being excited for other people and spreading the word for them. But I have a hard time talking about myself because i don't know it feels like you know it it just feels weird talking about yourself to other people sometimes and i would tell my future self or my younger self that what you have is special and to not be afraid to share that with others and to not be afraid to share that with the world and some people might agree and really love this story and be so happy to have found it. Some people might love this story but maybe it's not for them and that's okay. But don't be afraid to really share that with other people.
1: That's such a great message and I know that as authors we all tend to struggle with promoting our own work and um, so that's a really good message. Thank you. And I know that you just had a successful Kickstarter. So, when will the books be available and where can readers buy your book at that time?
0: That's a great question. So, I am currently taking pre orders through my website at www.achmanauthor.com. So, people, if they didn't get a chance to pledge on Kickstarter, they're able to get pre orders. And now I am expecting my full print run. Hopefully some time in May. And I have already in the, in the works for planning a launch party for Saturday, May 11th in West Bloomfield, Michigan. If anybody out there lives in Michigan and is able to attend at 10:30 in the morning. We're going to do a special read aloud. People will be able to purchase the books. If you pledged on Kickstarter, you'll be able to pick up your copies if you want them in time for Mother's Day. And we're going to do a really fun family workout class after that. Um, After May, as we're moving into summer, I will be putting my books up for sale on Amazon as well. So people, hopefully by June, will be able to start ordering their books through Amazon.
1: Excellent. And we'll also have your link to your website linked up on the Creative Writing Magic website and our Twitter feed.
0: That's perfect. Thank you so much for doing that.
1: You're welcome. And Lindsay, are there any other books or projects that you're currently working on?
0: Right now, I'm really focusing on getting the word out for I Hope It's a Puppy, but I'm always filling up with story ideas. So hopefully in the next couple of years, I'll be able to release my next story. But for now, everything's just kind of under wraps in the works as I really try to promote this book and my first story, The Day This Being Stopped.
1: And before we close the show, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners?
0: I just really want to take the time to thank all the listeners out there because without you guys, my, I mean, my book wouldn't be out there in children's hands, helping families all over. You guys are the reason why I write. You guys are the reason why I'm out there living my dream every single day. And without you my writing just would not be possible. So thank you so much for all that you do for going out of your way to either order my book or to tell a friend about my book. Um, I mean, you guys are the heart and the backbone of every author's community. So thank you.
1: Okay. So that's all the time we have for today. Lindsay, thanks so much for being a guest on the show.
0: Thank you so much again. I had a great time.
1: And thank you, listener. You make this all possible. If you like this podcast, feel free to support us on Patreon and consider subscribing. The link to Patreon is in the description. Also, if you're an aspiring writer and like to learn more about writing coaching services, contact us on the Creative Writing Magic website. And be sure to subscribe to the email newsletter to receive email notifications when new episodes are available. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Stay inquisitive, support the arts, and keep creating. Bye for now.